Man, oh man. All right. Deuteronomy 22 and verse 9. Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with divers seeds, lest the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown and the fruit of thy vineyard be defiled. Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with divers seeds, lest the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown and the fruit of thy vineyard be defiled. Amen. Would you lift your hands this way? Ask God to help us here tonight. Father, we come to you now. We break open, Lord, the Word of God and a Scripture that we've never preached from before, Lord. Never probably even quoted it in a message. Lord, we feel that You've directed our thoughts toward this. Pray that You'd help us, Lord, and anoint us. Help us, Lord, to preach under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Help us, O Lord, to touch hearts tonight. Help us, Lord, to lift up Thy Word, lift up Thy Son, we give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I want to preach about I don't want a defiled vineyard. Amen. I don't want a defiled vineyard. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 5, verse 1. The prophet writes, Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved Touching his vineyard. My well beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. And he fenced it, and gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a wine press therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem, and men of Jer- Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up. And break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. And I will lay it waste, and and it shall not be pruned nor digged. There shall come up briars and thorns, and I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the, is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression for righteousness, but behold, a cry. Amen. We see here God looking down toward Israel. Israel was his vineyard. We hear the cry of the Maker saying, What more could I have done to this vineyard, amen, than what I've done? I gave them all the tools, amen, to to cause it to grow. And I looked down on this vineyard that had all the tools, amen, that they needed. But yet we see wild grapes growing, amen. And this text here in the book of Deuteronomy, Thou shalt not sow thy vineyard with divers seeds, lest the fruit of thy seed which thou hast sown and the fruit of thy vineyard be defiled. Amen. Thou shalt not sow with divers seeds. That's a command. 
if they were to, do, to sow with divers' seed, the Bible said that the vineyard would be, amen, defiled. And when we read of the vineyard, I'd like to, to typify that. Also, you know that God was speaking, amen, in Isaiah the fifth chapter, is Israel being that vineyard. And we know that the Bible said of other vineyards I've kept, but my own vineyard I have not kept. So we know that the vineyard can be typified to an individual life, to the acreage of your heart and your soul. But I'd like to preach this tonight. Amen. That God has placed me, amen, as a husbandman here at Sterlington Holiness Tabernacle. I've not forgot you, Sister Sue. When we come to the close of this message, I hope, amen, I've preached until the glory comes and we're going to pray for you. Amen. How many believe God's still a healer? Hallelujah. Amen. But but I want to preach that Sterlington Holiness Tabernacle, Amen, is a vineyard. And I am there as the husbandman of this, this vineyard, as the shepherd of this flock. I feel that the command and the principle that we find in Deuteronomy 22, Amen, Amen, is true to the ministry today. For Jesus Himself spoke, Amen, of a sower who went forth to sow seed. And we know that the sowers were the preachers, Amen, and those commissioned. And the seed is the Word of God. We also know there were four types of soil that the seed fell upon and only 25% of that soil amen did the seed take root are you hearing me so I think that I'm safe in saying amen that Sterlington Holiness Tabernacle amen is the vineyard that God called Tracy D. Boyd to be the husbandman and I feel like here in Deuteronomy amen I am commanded that I should not sow the vineyard with diverse seeds. If the seed is the Word of God, then what is this word diverse seed mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means mingled seed. Even seed that was mixed. Seed that was mingled. Seed that, seed that was not pure. Amen. And they were commanded when they were to sow seed, it was to be pure seed. When they were to sow seed, it was to be unadulterated seed. It wasn't to be corrupt. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Amen. I won't preach to you here. Amen. I'm afraid, though, in this day and hour in which we live across America, Amen. America is predominantly religious. Amen. I'm not going to see him say America's predominantly Christian. Amen. Because Christian comes under Catholicism. The Jehovah Witness. Mormonism and every type of other religion. But I'm telling you, there is a religious spirit in America. A preacher can preach against homosexuality. He can preach against abortion. He can preach against the lottery. And rel rel relatively, he might have a little trouble. Even, but you let a man deal with the religious spirit of our hour. And they're ready to tar and feather him. Even before morning, I wish you'd help me here. Amen. But I'm afraid most of the seed sowing, even of modern day 
preachers is nothing more than mingled seed. I don't want you to think that I think I'm the only preacher that is sowing, amen, pure seed. I'm sure there are preachers all across this continent even that are doing that. But I'm telling you, I believe that they are few and they are far between. Even when we, amen, now at churches, when they come and they put their hand in their pouch that has the seed and they throw it to the congregation there's a little word in it but it's mixed with comedy it's mixed with entertainment it's mixed with philosophy it's mixed with sociology it's mixed with psychology it's mingled amen with the elements of Babylon it's mingled with the elements of amen of, of, of Egypt hallelujah handfuls of philosophy and vain deceit handfuls of science possibly so called handfuls of the rudiments of this world mixed amen in with the Bible I want to tell you there's not a better money maker in America amen year in and year out than Jesus Christ amen new books new gimmicks new fads new schemes amen people mixing the seed this precious holy word with Whatever will, amen, amen, uh, 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 the word slips my mind. Hallelujah might be too big of a word. But whatever suits the crowd, amen, come on now. Whatever makes them happy. Are you try, Are you hearing what I'm trying to preach? I've never preached this tonight. and got it at about even 4.45 tonight and just wrote down as fast as I felt the Lord was speaking to me. Amen. I want to tell you a lot of preaching today is mixed with current events. And I know at times I've preached current events. But it is the exception and not the rule. Are you hearing what I'm trying to tell you? Amen. A lot of preaching today is nothing more than a book review and a glorified book report. Amen. Comedy. Amen. Come on. is taking place in the church of God. I won't tell you. I'll tell you I feel like it. When I get to preaching, I really don't care what you think. Amen. But I think comedy. Amen. In the hour in which we're living, when people are dying and the Antichrist is on coming on the stage. Amen. To be laughing ourselves when we ought to be weeping. Amen. Before God Almighty and grabbing a hold. Amen. Of the horns of the altar. Hallelujah. I know it's probably got its place at times. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Amen. But I don't think even that our Sunday mornings in America ought to be filled with Christian comedians. Hello. Woo. You ever feel like, uh, like you're out on a branch all by yourself? That's where I feel. Hallelujah tonight. Amen. But we're living in a society amen, that they're mixing the seed. Philosophy. Knowledge. Intellectualism. And the church has moved from the place when they used to preach to men's hearts. 
Amen. And preach repentance. And preach sin. Amen. Until. Amen. People repented of their sin. But now it's not that way anymore. We want to go to church to be entertained. We want to go to church to be patted on our back. Amen. We want to go to church to where our ears are tickled. Amen. But I want to tell you. Amen. Thank God for those preachers that are left among us. Amen. When they reach into that satchel of seed. Amen. It's mingled with nothing. Hallelujah. But the Word of God. I want to tell you this book will stand all by itself. It doesn't have to be propped up with psychology. It doesn't have to be propped up. Amen. With man-made inventions. Before man ever was. Amen. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Woo! Amen. How little, amen, in our pulpits today is the unadulterated, pure seed of the Word of God proclaimed. And those that stick with just the pure, like the book of Deuteronomy, thou shalt not sow the vineyard with divers seeds, mingled seeds. And I won't tell you who the originator of divers seeds and mingled seeds and mixed multitudes is. It's the devil. The devil loves mixture. Yes, he does. He likes to take that, amen, which, which is, amen, black and white and mix it and make it gray. He wants people to live in the gray area. Are you hearing me? And most preachers in their satchel, their preaching is nothing but shadows. It's nothing but shade tree religion. Come on now. Amen. But I want to tell you, I come to preach tonight. Amen. That there is a pure gospel. Hallelujah. And this Bible that I'm preaching. It's been through the fire. It's been through the flood. Wycliffe was martyred. William Tyndall was martyred. Amen. That we might have a Bible written in the English language. Are you hearing me? And I want to tell you tonight I'm glad to say that I'm one of them husbandmen. Hallelujah. That when I reach in my satchel, I don't want psychology. Amen. I don't want man's wisdom. I don't want a glory in the flesh. I want the Word of God. It's the only thing that'll stand. It's the only thing that'll work. It's the only thing that'll conquer the powers of darkness. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I refuse under the pressure amen of this world to mingle entertainment to get a crowd amen to soften the message of this this pure unadulterated bible with philosophical amen I've got friends that that that, that used to believe just like I do Amen. And I could tell when they were beginning to err, and it didn't happen overnight. But they begin to get philosophical with everything. Everything was thought out by their carnal reasoning. Amen. Come on here. And I won't tell you that's dangerous. 
I come to tell you this Bible, amen, has been tested. This Bible has been tried. I know some of you, amen, you got your feet under the pews thinking he's getting ready, amen, to step on our toes. Hallelujah. That's not really my intention. But I want to tell you right now, hallelujah, I want to keep the command of God. When I preach, I don't want it to be with diver seed. Amen, I don't want it to be where you see more of Tracy Boyd. I say less of me and more of God. Hallelujah. I want to preach the word. I want to lift Jesus up. I said I want to lift Jesus up. I want to point men to Calvary. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands and give God praise here tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. I plan as long as I have strength and as long as I have breath to sow in this vineyard right here at Sterlington Holiness Tabernacle with this black book, this KJV version of the Bible. You see, that's why the church is so confused today. Because we've got divers' seeds. We've got divers' We've got divers' versions. Amen. Come on now. Now, if you don't know better, I'm not trying to get on your toes. Hallelujah. But I will tell you this book right here, the KJV. Jesus said if they hated your Lord, Amen, they'd hate you. And if this is the most hated version of the Bible, hello, why do you think it's the most hated version of the Bible? Amen, it's because the devil hates it. Because it is the Word of God. Amen. From cover to cover. And I want to tell you, in them other versions they've taken out in the New International Version alone, 64,000 words. That's 10% of the Bible that they've taken out and placed it with whatever they wanted to replace it with. I want to tell you, friend, hallelujah, I still believe this Bible, amen, will work. I think if it hasn't been broke, there's no need in fixing it. Amen. It brought Grandpa through. It brought Grandma through. It brought a man Charles Finney through. It brought D.L. Moody through. And if it was good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Give me that old time. Holy Ghost. Religion. You see, it's all about Christ. The mingled versions. They make the journey oh so weary. Do you know in Isaiah 61, amen, the scripture that Jesus quoted in Luke 4.18 when Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Proclaim liberty to the captives. Amen. Recover. Amen. The side of the blind. And so on and so forth. Do you know, in most of your modern versions, that's in Isaiah 61. But when you get to Isaiah chapter 4, it's omitted. Are you hearing me? And I don't know about you. Hallelujah. In this journey of life in which we live. In the battles that we fight. Amen. In the conflicts that we have. 
Amen. Every now and then I think it's good to hear that verse about twice a year. That Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Every other version of the Bible says these things come up, but they come out but by prayer. Only the King, Ver- King James Version alone. Amen. says these things come out not, to, they come not out but by prayer and by fasting. I'm telling you, if we're going to whip the devil, amen, if we're going to sow seed, amen, I don't want wild grapes. Are you hearing me? I don't want a defiled vineyard. Amen, I want something when he looks down. He said, I gave them the weapons. They've used my word. They've used my name. They've used prayer. They've used fasting. I think I'm going to just pour out some seed. Amen, not diver's seed, but pure seed. Amen. Let it fall on your ears. And if you've got good hearing, let it grow. I said, let it grow. <laughs> Woo. Amen. But you see, we live in a society just like Israel of old who begin to despise that manna. Amen. This world has got tired of prayer. And preaching and praising. Oh, hallelujah. It's got tired of pure religion. It's got tired of undefiled religion. Amen. They don't want pure religion anymore. They don't want sound doctrine. They want intellectualism. And we're living in a day when they're preaching to the head, but they're not touching the heart. I don't ever want to become a church that just touches the head. It never gets down to the heart. I want to preach. Amen. Sister Rhonda and Till, when I'm a preaching, you feel something like a fire that burns in that heart. Come on now. As I spread the pure Word. Amen of God around. Oh, come on now. I won't tell you, brother. Hallelujah. Amen. We got, amen. We, we have, that, that they thought, amen, Domitian and Diocletian thought they'd do away with the Bible. Amen. But we've got more Bibles today than we ever had. They put it in the fire at the town square. They tried to flood it. They tried to confiscate it. Amen. And tonight, we've got more Bibles in our home. Amen. In America, then we know what to do with. But the problem is most of our Bibles have dust on them. Hallelujah. Amen. We're not in love with God's Word. Hallelujah. How can you know the Lord? How can you know Jesus? How can you know the King if you don't know His Word? Amen. You know Him by the measure you know His Word. Are you hearing me? I'm a preaching to you. You've got to get a love for the Bible. You've got to get a love for prayer. You've got to get a love in your heart. Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Out of the innumerable, I'm getting ready to close here shortly. Out of the innumerable volumes of the books, there's one book that stands head and shoulders above them all. And I want to tell you, there's no law book. There's no story book. 
There's no history book. There's no checkbook that compares to this blessed book of books. What it promises, it delivers. What it prescribes, it fulfills. Amen. What it declares, it defends. Hallelujah. I will tell you the Bible doesn't need me to defend it. It can defend itself. Are you hearing me? Amen. I don't care what the politicians are saying. I don't care what the senators are saying. I don't care what the congressmen are saying. I don't care what the president of the atheist is saying. I don't care what Farrakhan is saying. I don't care what the Muslims are saying. I'm telling you, every jot and every tittle, amen, in God's holy word, amen, shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? And my lot is anchored. My soul is anchored. My foot's on the rock. And my mind's made up. But when this world's on fire, I'm going to be shouting in glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell them the story and worship in the Lamb of God. Amen. Oh, yeah. It doesn't need anybody to defend it. Amen. The Bible alone is the only book. Amen. That informs us of heaven with all its glories. Amen. The Bible is the only book that informs us of hell with all its horrors. Amen. Jesus in His majesty. The devil and his devices. Sin with all its damnation. And salvation with all its blessing. It's all found in the pages of this book. Hallelujah. And when this book is used in the power of His might, are you hearing me? It is the so the Word of God. Hallelujah. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. But it is the sword of the Spirit. This is a spiritual book. And to wield it like you need to, you need to wield it in the Spirit. Are you hearing me? It is a spiritual book. And it takes a spiritual mind to understand a spiritual book. Hallelujah. I won't tell you, say, if you're not born again, blood washed, I don't care how much scripture so you can quote it's not doing you any good are you hearing me hallelujah the devil can quote scriptures you can teach a parrot to quote scriptures oh hallelujah but I'm telling you when you get born again and you get that illuminating power of the spirit and you read this book it comes alive I tell you it is a living book hallelujah Amen. I've told you that story about Joe Dunn, old country preacher. Went out on the streets and was preaching. Hallelujah. He took his old Bible out there, Brother Shane, and he threw it on the ground. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Couldn't get nobody to listen to him, so he threw his Bible down and he put it over. Amen. He put his jacket down over his Bible. People were walking around. All of a sudden, he started saying, it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! Crowd started gathering. It's alive! It's alive! They said, what's alive? Amen. He threw his jacket back and he grabbed that black book. Amen. He said, the Bible's alive. It is quick. It is powerful. 
It is sharper than any two-edged sword. I want to tell you, friend, this book is still alive. Are you hearing me, Lord Dupree? This book is a living book. And don't let the devil or nobody else tell you any different. Amen. Woo! Glory to God. I mean, sometimes, hey man, we've got to have patience for these promises. We think just because we say, God moves, God's got to work. Who in the world are we to think that? Huh? He works in His own time. Hallelujah. But I won't tell you, when you got this book and it's alive, this Bible can restrict the work of demons. It can overthrow the forces of hell. It can break the hardness of heart. It can conquer the powers of pride. Are you hearing me? Hey, but till Jesus comes, I'm going to keep on sowing the seed that is pure. Hallelujah, because it corrects me when I'm wrong. It refreshes me when I'm tired. It warms me when I'm cold. It satisfies me when I'm thirsty. It lifts me when I'm low. It directs me when I'm confused. It calms me when I'm in trouble. And it revives me when I'm weary. This book has kept me going. And I want to tell you, it can keep you going. But you got to fall in love with the Bible. You know, it's amazing. People don't have no trouble sitting down and watching a video for two and a half hours. Huh? Or sitting down and playing PlayStation for two or three hours. Huh? But when it comes to just sitting down and reading this Bible... We get bored with it. Huh? How long would you stay with your companion every time you try to talk to them they act like they were bored with you? God's got an eye that looks low. He sits high but He looks low. He knows the thoughts and the intents of your heart. And what do you think Christ feels like who loved us and gave Himself for us? And we pick up the Word of God. Oh, hallelujah. And we read it with a yawn. We read it just because it's something that we need to do so we can punch our little time clock and say, I read my Bible today. So Brother Tracy gets preaching on reading the Bible. Then I can just punch my clock and I can say amen because... I read my Bible today. But when was the last time you read your Bible passionately? Huh? When was the last time you read it and the Scripture jumped out to you and it brought tears to your eyes? Oh, it's quiet. I still believe the Bible's the Word of God. And oh, God, for a revival, for the love of that pure seed. Huh? You know when I preach about praying and I preach about fasting and I preach about coming to church and I preach about paying your tithe 
Used to, that was just common knowledge among church folks. We just did it. Huh? And now we want to do our own thing. But when the preacher comes to church, we don't want him to preach that pure seed. We want him to reach into that satchel and pour out some diver's seed. Some mingled seed. Some seed that will make us feel good. Huh? Something that will ease our conscience and not prick it. Oh, hallelujah. Something that will tickle our ears but not penetrate our heart. But I come to tell you tonight, the Bible is still real. It's still God's book. It's not the book of the week. It's not the book of the month. It's not the book of the year. It's the book of the centuries. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you, His Word said, I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth. I believe God's a healer. I don't know why sometimes we don't see the healings like we need to. But I know He's a healer. I said I know He's a healer. Because His Word says He is. Amen. By His stripes we are healed. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him. And by His stripes ye are healed. Divine healing is a subject that I cannot explain. But I won't tell you this right now. My pastor, Brother Jim Wiley, as a young man, he, he was in the army, come out of the army, he was playing ball, triple A baseball with the, <coughs> with the angels, getting ready to go up to the major leagues. One of the best soft, uh, baseball players I ever played with. And, uh, amen, he, he was a tremendous ball player. But he come home one, one Saturday on a weekend in between games. And uh, he was getting ready to leave to go back to try out for the, for the for, to, to, to go out for, I guess, spring training or what it, what it was with the Major League Angels. He was getting ready to leave. And when he walked out the door, his dad, who was a godly, God-fearing man, walked out and said, Jim... Son, more than baseball, more than stardom, you need to be saved. He says, Ah, oh, Dad, you know. Uh, yeah, and he walked on out. Hey, they were in church. He went to the car. When he grabbed the handle of the door to get into his automobile, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to him and said, It's now or never. It's me or baseball. Oh, Hallelujah. He turned, went back in, got saved. Got saved, got born again. Hallelujah. Got called to preach. He even went and worked for Bob Utter in the, at Wyandotte Tabernacle in Kansas City. And I've told this story to some of my folks here. Amen. Or to you folks here tonight, but I'm going to tell it again. 
Hallelujah. And uh, they were he was there, he was the associate pastor. And one day there was a there was a couple that came in. Hey man, just a middle class couple, I believe they were. They sat down in the back. Hey man, it was in a night service on a Sunday night. The Spirit of God got to moving, Sister Lori. And as the Spirit of God got to moving, he meant that man and that woman come. And they knelt down because they preached about Jesus and His blood and God loving you and giving His Son. And hey man, they got down and they began to pray. And they began to weep. And they were telling Him the blood of Jesus cleanseth. And hey man, by His stripes He'll heal your wounds. And as, as they were praying and different ones were saying different things, all of a sudden that man got up from where he was he was a praying. And he went back and his little boy was asleep on the back row. Picked his little boy up. Come back down to the altar. Laid his little boy on the altar and just commenced and went to praying. They didn't understand why he did it. Amen. But suddenly, amen, uh, you know God worked for them and saved them. Well, the next Wednesday night, they come into church. That little boy, amen, all through the service was running. He'd run up on the platform, run to the back door. Amen. From side to side. Brother Bob Utter, probably a little like me at times. Amen. And I don't have no problem with you that are bringing your children that have never been in church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But I, you know, when you think somebody ought to know better, it's different. And back in the old school, it was just different back then. You follow what I'm saying? And Brother Bob Utter, he was, uh, amen, just about to go crazy. This little boy just running all over the church. He told Jim, Brother Jim after service, he said, Brother Jim, we're getting ready to go talk to them. He said, I've had about enough of it that I can stomach. I know they're new and I know they just prayed, but I'm going to go talk to them and I'm going to tell them that little boy's going to have to stop that running. Amen. I'm sick of him running on the platform. Amen. Disrupting the service. It's so on and so forth. Brother Wiley said, all right, Brother Bob, whatever you want to do. Well, the next day, amen, Brother Bob come and got Brother Jim said, we're going over there, Jim. And so here they went when they got to the house there. And uh, all of a sudden, that little boy come running out the front door. He said, Brother Bob, Brother Bob, amen, watch this. And he ran and he touched that tree. Brother Bob said, well, you know what's so big about that? Running over and touching the tree. Brother Bob, Brother Bob, watch this. And he ran over to the car. And Brother Bob was thinking, well, you know, nothing extraordinary about that. When they got in, Brother Bob went in with his guns loaded. He's getting ready to let them have it. And he sat down. They said, would you like some iced tea? He said, sure, we'll take a cup of tea. And they sat down there. And Brother Kurt, amen, Brother Bob was just about ready, amen, to let them have it. Amen, when the daddy said, Brother Bob, there's something I've been wanting to tell you, but I hadn't had a chance. Brother Utter said, what is that? He said, wait one minute. And he went into the back, and he come out of the back room. Amen, and there were two little braces, amen, that that little boy had been wearing. He said, Brother Bob, he said, little Bobby, amen, has had to wear these all of his life. He said, but the other night when you got to preaching, that we're healed by his stripes, that he'll heal our soul, and he'll heal our body. Hallelujah. He said, after I got saved, I went back and got Bobby, and I brought him and laid him on the altar. Do you remember? Brother Bob said, yes, I do remember. He said, Brother Bob, amen, I 
just prayed a little prayer. Amen. And God, amen, healed my little boy. Hallelujah. Brother Bob asked him another question. He said, amen, this is what the man told him. He said, Brother Bob, I just thought it all came in the same package. I want to tell you, the same God that saves is the God that's able to heal. Hallelujah. His word declares it. I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to stretch it over hell and do backflips on it. I believe he's a healer. I said, I believe he's a healer. I said, I believe he's a healer. I believe there's healing still in the satchel. It is pure seed. Are you hearing me? Well, we got sister. I'm going to pray for anybody that wants prayer. I'm not picking somebody. Sister Flynn will pray. Amen. I, I ain't afraid to pray for anybody in the house. I leave it in God's hands. I can't. for the last two years I can't answer for God but I know he can do it and if somehow we could sow a little pure seed I believe we could start seeing some healings around this house oh brother Marquis preached it the other night preached it hallelujah maybe if we preach it a little more we'll see a little more of it we back off from preaching it because the devil says it ain't happening. You're making a fool of yourself. Hallelujah. I'm reaching in my satchel tonight. Woo! Healing. Healing for the body. Healing for the soul. Healing for the mind. Healing to make you whole. Hallelujah! Woo! I've told this one. I'm going to tell this and I'm going to quit. My little message has got big again, guys. I'm sorry. But I remember when I was at Brad Moss's, 1988. Darnell was there, I think. I think you were saved then. I believe you were. And uh, same year, glory come. You were there when glory come. And I was uh, praying all week out on Mark 16. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. And I was praying, oh God, they shall cast out devils. And I was praying, oh God, and I'm telling you, while I was praying that week, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to confess some of my weakness. Amen. But I'm telling you, even that girl Glory come in, sat back there, acted like she was doing a seance or some kind of crazy stuff. Come to the altar. Amen. Was folding something up. And when I went to pray for her, laid my hands on her. She looked up at me and went, <laughs> and her eyes did that. You know what I'm talking about? Devil possessed. You don't think people get devil possessed? You need to wake up. We are in a, amen, a world that a lot of folks are being possessed with devils. That's right. Hallelujah. God give us the power in this hour. Woo! Man, I think I can preach another hour right now, Brother Tony. But if I do, you guys will never let me live it down. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory be to God. I laid down, I backed up and I looked at Brother Brad, you know, you know how Brother Brad is, man. It's 
Uh, we looked at each other and I was like, whoo, what in the world? You know, I mean, you know she's, you know she's got a devil in her and it's a lady. Hey Amen. You know, and you don't know what you're going to encounter. So all these things are, are, are facing and are, you know, going through her mind. And, and, and then about the time we were going to get her, she got up, walked, went back to the center. Went to the back. I was about to feed her. God, I've been praying. Let me cast out a devil. And then I seen one and I hesitated and I missed my chance. Are you hearing me? Walked back. She come back and I said, Tracy boy. And she grabbed my hand. And I guarantee you, she squeezed my hand. I've shook some guys with some firm grip. That late girl squeezed my hand. Just, she said, my name's Glory. And she walked out the door. Me and Brother Brad fasted for three days, hoping she'd come back. She'd never come back. Huh? But I got serious. I kept on praying. Kept on fasting. Left Brother Brad's and I went to... I went to... This is 1988. I went to Fresno, California. Tom McNeese's church. Northside Assembly. And when I went there... Amen. I was preaching on do it again, Lord. Do it again. I got to preaching on Dr. Jesus. I was preaching on healing. The power of God fell. I preached about an hour and a half that night. How, how long have I been preaching? Need, need to preach a little longer. Hit an hour and a half. Hallelujah. Brother, they were preaching me to death. Hey man, when I come to the end of that message, I got to preaching if he, he, if he, if he healed the deaf back then, he can do it today. If he healed the blind back then, he could do it today. If he caused the lame to walk back then, he can do it today. And I was up preaching. About that time, the devil said, you messed up now, hot shot. He said, that little Mexican boy is down there. Hey man, he's completely deaf. Amen. Hallelujah. He's completely deaf. And now you're preaching that God can heal. You done messed up. Amen. They brought David Rico down. Amen. We prayed for him. I felt the power of the Holy Ghost. But I will tell you like most of our prayer lines. Amen. Nothing happened. Are you hearing me? He couldn't hear. I went back to the platform. I can remember it. I threw myself down in a chair. And I thought, oh God. Amen. I'm a failure. I, I don't understand, Lord. I preached your word. Amen. I've stood on your promise. And God, I can't tell you what to do. Amen. But I can't heal him. And it's not my name that is at stake. It's your name. Amen. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord speak to my heart. It said, Pray again. Amen. I got back up. I grabbed the bottle of oil. Went back on David to David Rico and laid my hands on him as we prayed a lightning bolt from glory. Amen. Hit me. Amen. I danced and shouted. And when I come to, I heard David's brother jumping up and down and saying, He's healed. He's healed. He's healed. I don't know what you would have done, but we had camp meeting. Are you hearing me? I said we had camp meeting. Pastor walked over, got my ear. I don't think he was doubting God. But he said, Brother Tracy, he said David can read lips very well. He said let's try something to make sure before we claim this thing. I said, well, well, whatever you want to do. He said, walk up behind him. Amen. Just turn around right, Dave. Just turn around right there. Amen. Your 
ears are small enough I can cover them up. I covered them ears up and I said, David, where's Rosemary? That was his teacher. And he pointed right at her. I said, David, where's your brother? And he pointed. I said, David, where's Brother Boyd? And he turned around with a big old smile on his face. And he pointed right at me. Hallelujah. And then jumped up in my, and grabbed my neck. Hallelujah. We had camp meeting all over again. Oh, hallelujah. Went to school the next day. They said, David, where's your ear, your ear, your hearing aids? And he said, Jesus healed me. Jesus healed me. They said, David, where's your hearing aids? Jesus healed me. They got so infuriated, they sent him to the doctor. And after they ran all the tests, hallelujah, a young man that was amen, death, when they run the test, they come back that he was healed by the power of the Holy Ghost and the virtue that is in Christ. I want to tell you, I believe God can bring Sister Flynn out of that wheelchair. I believe that God can bring Sister Teets, hallelujah, amen, off that, amen, sick bed. Hit crossing. Are you hearing me? I hear someone say, I don't believe it. I ain't never seen it. Well, with faith like that, we'll never see it. But if we can get in one mind and in one accord and believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we can see mighty miracles. Oh, come on, babe. I'm through.